0: Hey guys, again. My audio might be off today because I'm having a little problem with my microphone over here not connecting right to things. Uh, Usually I record video and audio separately, but I I don't know what's going on. My computer's like freaking out over this microphone right now. So uh, we're gonna go ahead anyways on Harry Potter chapter 12 with a little bit of uh, audio quality issues here. Bear with me. So chapter 12 is the mirror of... I I almost want to say that that's pronounced erased, but uh, erase, Something like that. It's it's very strange. But basically it's Christmas time, Harry is staying over at Hogwarts along with Ron and the older Weasley boys still there because uh, of issues I'll get to in a second, but Harry finds the mirror. And he gets a little bit obsessive with it and Dumbledore kind of tells him, hey, this mirror is going to go away. So, you know, go live your life, shoo shoo. But uh, for my notes, again, it's Christmas time and the castle is said to be freezing, which seems odd. Like maybe they should be able to enchant that in some way or another. Malfoy is joking around that they should replace Harry with a wide mouth tree frog as a seeker, but no one really found that funny because Harry did such a good job holding onto the bucking broom. So then Malfoy kind of drops that taunt and goes back to, well, nobody loves you Harry Potter. And Malfoy does try to say that Harry's not wanted back home, but it seems like the reality is that Harry signed himself up to stay at Hogwarts. There didn't seem to be any kind of discussion with the Dursleys as to whether or not he should come home. Harry just decided for himself. And Ron and his brothers are staying too because their parents are going to Romania to visit the, I think, One of the oldest brothers, Charlie? I can't remember now, was Charlie the oldest or was he like, was there one more above him? Uh, it's, yeah, I've lost it, I don't I don't remember. This is why I take notes and record things. Then Snape comes over and takes five points from Gryffindor because Malfoy starts running his mouth and then Ron runs over and grabs him by the shirt or I guess the robes. And you see, Ron responds more like somebody who has had siblings and he's really had to fight for his place in the household and everything. So I mean, he's, he's used to being irritated and that's kind of the response that you expect to see from the little sibling who gets irritated. What I find curious though is that Harry responds in a similar fashion except Harry doesn't really get physically violent he gets more like oh I'm gonna get this kid I'm gonna do whatever I can to harm this Draco Malfoy boy in my own way and again that says to me that Harry has more of a sibling dynamic with Dudley with Dudley being the golden child and Harry being the scapegoat over Harry really feeling like I've been abused for all of my years Then there is Hagrid moving a tree around, but why is Hagrid needed to move around trees? Again, magic them, and then magic in some furnaces. And Hermione is going home for the holidays, and she mentions that both of her parents are dentists. And the kids are going to the library trying to look up who Nicholas Flamel is from the last chapter. They do not find the answer to that at all in this chapter though. And Madame Pince is the local librarian of Hogwarts. And they start playing wizard chess and it turns out that Ron is using his grandfather's wizard chess set which actually isn't a bad hand-me-down because they're very experienced pieces. On the other hand, Harry borrowed Seamus Finnegan's chessmen and they're very unexperienced. He says that they shout out, don't do this, do that, or here, sacrifice this guy, not me, which is interesting because I don't recall the wizard chess ever verbally interacting with people in any of the movies, so that's a neat little tidbit there. And now they wake up and it's Christmas and Harry gets a pile of gifts and still is going on that Ron's pile is bigger like he doesn't outwardly express it but the book takes time to mention that Ron has a larger pile of gifts than Harry so and again I know people hate that I defend the Dursleys in any way but you see when you get this kind of ungrateful attitude where you never have enough then of course you're gonna complain that a kid who got what 40 presents for his birthday got everything and you got nothing if you got one or two or three new things or even hand-me-down things that are new to you so it's just one more example of where I have trouble taking Harry seriously and not as a 10 11 year old kid whining so for the gifts we have Hagrid that whittled a flute, Mrs. Weasley that made Made Harry a sweater. Hermione gave Harry a large box of chocolate frogs and who knows gave Harry his father's invisible cloak. Harry also got a little I don't know package I think they said from the Dursleys that said we received your message and enclosed your Christmas present and it is a 50 pence piece which I looked it up and that roughly translates to 65 American cents. So again it is not that Harry never got presents it's that he maybe didn't necessarily like his presence, or didn't feel like it was a fair distribution of presents but if they gave him 50 pence when they didn't like him I imagine that the Dursleys probably did do little things for him here and there when they were like meh about him but Harry takes that 50 pence piece and he tosses it aside because it's not good enough and you know that's always a problem with Harry is he always has this sort of attitude and tone that nothing from the muggle world is ever good enough for him and that's why he can't get along with anybody over in that part of the universe. Then the boys go down to dinner and it says Harry had never in all his life had such a Christmas dinner and this was a crazy spread with like 12 turkeys so it's much more than you would see at the average household but it never says that he's never had a Christmas dinner or that he's never had a Christmas gift. So again the exact are in there if you care to read between the lines and find them. The book then also goes on to slam the Dursleys again by saying they usually bought feeble muggle party favors which were plastic toys and paper hats. Oh such trash. But here the favors which apparently came from crackers included white mice, luminous balloons, a grow your own warts kit, and a new wizard chess set. So of course that's gonna be so much more appealing. There's so much more to offer there. But now Harry uses his invisibility cloak. He wants to get into that restricted part of the library that has the dark art stuff that he can't get into normally. And Filch ends up hearing something because one of the books screams and he reports to Snape that he found somebody snooping in there but couldn't physically find them. And then Harry gets by this mirror and sees his family in there and Harry doesn't recognize any of them at first which is curious because does that mean they're ghosts then? It would be one thing if he stepped in the mirror and like hey that's my mom hey that's my dad but that's not what happens he's he really had to study and say oh wait she has the same eyes as me he has the same hair as me that old dude in the back has wobbly knees this is my extended family that I've never really heard about so there there's something curious about that mirror that I, I think it's more than what they're describing and then Ron stands in front of mirror. Mirror later and sees himself older as the head boy and he's won the house and Quidditch Cups, so he's just the captain of the Quidditch team, he's the best, he's done more than his brothers ever could. Huzzah! And when Harry keeps coming back to the mirror, eventually he gets caught by Dumbledore and told it is the mirror of Eresid Irised Iris I <sighs> erased. <laughs> I don't that's what it seems to make the most sense. Erised. And Dumbledore can be invisible without a cloak. When Dumbledore looks in the mirror, he sees thick woolen socks as a gift instead of the books that everybody else gives him. And uh, when Harry goes back to bed, he says Dumbledore may not be quite truthful in what he said. And uh, that's sort of the question I would like to leave everybody with today is what do you think is going on with that mirror? It's one thing to show somebody their heart's deepest desire, but if you don't even know how extended your family is and things like that and who would be included or even what your own parents look like, how would the mirror know to give you what you want when you don't know what what you want looks like, if that makes sense. Other than that, I think it, it was, almost a dry chapter. There wasn't a lot of dialogue going on. There was a lot of very abrupt time jumps where we're from a few days before the break to right before the break to Christmas day to going beyond it. And oh, I'm running out of breath. But it just, I i, I don't know, it, it seems like, and I, I know as a dyslexic person I shouldn't complain, but it seems like they're cutting out a lot of the chapters. And this isn't an abridged copy of the book or anything, but it just, it feels like things are going too fast in a lot of places, if that makes sense sense, hopefully. And then the next chapter is called Nicholas Flamel. So I would bet you that they're going to get some more resolution going on there for who that is. Overall though, I'm hoping that the book picks up in the next chapter because the last few, I mean, not that they're bad, but it just felt really draggy. And especially when you can kind of see around the corners to know what's happening. it's, It's a touch boring. But aside from that, I guess I will let you guys go. And thank you so much for making it to the end of this video and we'll see you next time, family members. Well, family members, we're almost done, but I want to invite you to hang out with me in some other places. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as my own personal self. And I have a Facebook page too, but I mostly just post photos over there. And sometimes people say, hey, Megan, I want to mail you something. How do I do that? Easy. Just click the About tab on my channel page, and my most current PO Box info will be right there. I also run another channel, The It's really a hodgepodge channel where we might post anything. Oh yeah, and I also sell shirts and stickers and stuff with the family and the Fangirl logos. If that is your cup of tea, I have a link in every description of every video. Finally, if you want to help out the Fangirl channel and make sure I'm putting out video essays for years to come, the best way you can help is by subscribing and watching more of my videos, whether they're new, old, whatever. Maybe even share one or two on social media, help spread the word people who watch to the end of videos, like you, helps to tell the site, hey, this is a good video, we should recommend it to other people. So, if you made it this far, leave me a comment of something like, hey, I made it to the end. Love ya, see ya next time, family members.